Would you like to live your most authentic life? Would you like to create a career and a work style that reflects your values, your morals, your ethics, and what you truly want out of life and work? Well, join me in this conversation with nurse, energy healer, and thought leader, Kimberly McGuire, right here on episode 204 of The Nurse Keith Show. Well, hello and welcome to The Nurse Keith Show. I am so grateful you're listening. Whether it's your first time tuning in or you've been hanging out with me here on the airwaves for months and some of you even years, thank you for being part of the growing Nurse Keith Nation. This podcast is all about you and your nursing career, and I'm here to share education, inspiration, and ideas that can get you moving in a positive and inspired direction. Meanwhile, if you want to see the show notes, they are available at nursekeith.com forward slash the word episode and the number 204. We are joined today by Kimberly McGuire. She's been an RN for 21 years. She is an energy healer and so many more things. And we will get to more of her bio throughout the conversation. But Kimberly, first, welcome to the Nurse Keith Show. Thank you so much for having me. It's such a pleasure. Oh, it's so good to have you here. And we just had a conversation recently because there's something else afoot that we're going to talk about pretty soon. So one of the first things I want to ask you about before we get even deeper and then talk about your history is you have this experience or you have had this experience of changing your life in order to follow your heart. And I've done something similar. So can you tell us what what that means for a nurse? For, well, for a nurse, and I think just for everybody, for me, I made a few changes in my life. I noticed and recognized that in nursing, well, let me back up for a sec. When I became a nurse, I was in the generation that we didn't have to start out on med surge. You could just go right to the units where you originally wanted to start, which I don't recommend. (laughs) I do not recommend going right (laughs) from nursing school to trauma and cardiac ICUs. Okay. I got a great learning experience, but having to float to other units became extremely stressful Uh because I didn't have that med surge background. So for nurses listening and new up and coming nurses, I know sometimes you don't want to do it, but please do it. (laughs) Trust us. But I was in ICU. I had learned holistics in another part of my career and had on the side, taken up energy healing, Reiki, theta healing, different kinds of ways of alternative healing Mm -hmm. to be able to use with my nursing bedside and with patients to be able to better care for them and relate for them. And had side business and realized as a nurse, there were so many options and opportunities out there for us to grow and expand to help others in so many different ways. Right. So, you know, I was a yoga teacher and a massage therapist 
therapist before I became a nurse and I did Reiki and all those sorts of things. So I understand that a lot of nurses come to nursing with those skills and then others get interested once they're into nursing and have their career. So you and I have both traveled some similar paths in terms of that. And you left the bedside, correct? I did. Well, how long ago I, was that? Gosh, I left the bedside on a couple different occasions. Oh, okay. I actually left the bedside probably 15 years ago for about two years. I was working in a cath lab and left to sell medical equipment to cath labs. So this is interesting. I just want to pause for a second. So you took your cath lab experience and leveraged it into a sales job as a nurse. Yes, I was clinical sales. That so is really interesting. I was able to sell the equipment, but I was also educating and teaching as well. I was teaching the staff how to use the equipment and the physicians how to use the equipment. So I was bedside, just in a very different capacity. Yeah. And doing something like that, you are benefiting patient care. You're just not caring for the patient yourself. And I want to point out to any listener who's tuned in right now that you can take certain skills and pivot with them in order to do something related, like a sales position. And sometimes nurses want to leave the bedside even just for a few years and do something different. And the sales thing or training thing can be kind of cool for certain personality types. It was very cool. And I went back to the bedside because I missed that interaction. Although I was teaching and working with the nurses, I never thought I would say it, but I really missed that bedside interaction. Mm. So I went back into bedside nursing as a travel nurse, and that's what moved me across the country to California. Oh, I see. So travel was also one of your tickets to checking out different places and different things you might want to do within nursing? Yes. I stayed in ICU and cath labs while I was traveling, but it allowed me to go to different cities, towns, states, and check the areas out to make sure I fit before committing. That's right. I had commitment issues. (laughs) Geographic (laughs) commitment issues. Well, you know, commitment issues go a whole that's different right. across the board. You know, go across the board, but that's a different show. I don't want to commit to this catheter right now. Yeah, there's so many ways we can <laughs> not commit. So, so in your in your bio, you mentioned that you had developed a business and you were helping people change their mindset in order to meet their goals. And then you stepped away from that and you got your MSN because you were in kind of that administrative track. So was that business like a life coaching business? What was that? Yes. I was in a sort of life coaching business. Mm -hmm. It was a healing business. I didn't really look at it as life coaching back then, but now when I reflect, it really was. It kind of (laughs) was. I worked with people who 
we're coming across blocks in different aspects of their life, whether it was when they closed their eyes to visualize goals that they had relationship-wise, career-wise, personal, and they just couldn't see past a certain point, we would look at, okay, why? What are the fears that are coming up? Is it you're afraid that it's too big of a goal or a purpose or for you to really achieve it, or are you afraid of what other people are going to think about you for doing it? So many different reasons why people have different belief systems and blocks that can stop them from taking that next step in their life. That's quite like life coaching and sounds like you were on the cutting edge before it was really a thing per se. And then you got your MSN, you went into admin, and then I know you had your dream position as an administrator. I did. Um, What was that position? I got my master's in nursing because I was one of the old school nurses who only had their associate's degree in nursing Uh and was working for a long time with my associate's degree. And I had a bachelor's in something else. Which many nurses do, which is great. Which many do. And I was going through a track of you know, wanting to do a bit more in advance in nursing. And I couldn't go any farther without that degree. So I said, okay, I'm going to, and I did it online. So grateful that I was able to do it online and got that degree and just started applying for different positions. And I got a position as a manager in one of the, I think they're top 20 now, cancer centers in the country down here in San Diego, California. So I moved from Northern California down to San Diego for this position. Okay. And it sounds like that was your dream job, but what I understand about you from our conversations and some things you wrote down for me just to reflect on was that being in a corporate environment wasn't really aligned with who you really are. Right. So was it, was it sort of cognitive dissonance that was starting to happen? That's like, this doesn't compute with who I really want to be in the world as a professional. Yes. And it was a disconnection with my heart, I think, Mm -hmm. is the easiest way to describe it. When I say, when I looked in the mirror one day, I kind of looked at the person who was reflecting back and said, who are you? Mm Mm-hmm. I loved the coaching and helping people. And when I really did a self-reflection, like many of us do when we come to a crossroads or you feel like, what am I doing? I realized that I got my master's and started going the hardcore leadership track because I thought that's what I was supposed to do. Mm -hmm. I was a nurse for 20 years already why wasn't I A, B, C, D, fill in the blanks right. for wherever you are? Why haven't I risen in the ranks, right? Or right. Whatever. When friends of mine who weren't nurses as long as I was, didn't have the same experience, were already CNOs. Hmm. So I was comparing myself. Ooh, and when you say the word compare, the word that comes up for me is despair. Yes. <laughs> 
they go hand in hand Don't because they? it's not just because I, they rhyme either. No, I was <laughs> definitely, although I didn't admit it to myself for a while, I was kind of in despair of where do I fit? Because I really loved the energy healing and the getting down to the whys. Why are you feeling ill? Why are you stopping yourself from doing this? Why are you creating the same experiences over and over again in your life? Mm -hmm. But I had a nursing degree. Mm -hmm. So I thought that I was supposed to fit in that box and be a nurse. Uh, This is where the word should comes up for me so much. And and I often say, you know, it's kind of a, a double entendre, but it's like, who's been shooting on you, you know? And sometimes it's just ourselves. It comes from inside. And sometimes it comes from what we've heard from colleagues and professors and other people or our parents or a spouse. Like, this is what you should do, right? Right. Or it's just what society kind of puts on you and what I chose to take on. Mm -hmm. And one thing I like to point out to people in coaching and the other things I do is that in the 21st century, we have a lot more choices. And at the same time, I speak with a lot of nurses who feel like, you mean I can do something outside the hospital? You know, they yes. don't even realize that only 50 to 50, 60% of nurses actually even work in hospitals anyway, you know? So it's barely half of nurses work in the acute care setting, but we get a little brainwashed in school about it. And then a lot of nurses, have the opinion and share the opinion that real nurses work in acute care. And that's part of our identity. And if we feel like our identity is being questioned, then how do we do something off the beaten path? I 100% agree with you. So how do we do it then? (laughs) Well, for me, what had happened is I, you know, like I told you, I looked in the mirror and kind of didn't recognize myself anymore Mm. and realized when I was working astronomical hours and literally making myself physically ill because I was no longer in alignment with what I was doing. But on the outside, that was what everybody in my, what I, I moved six hours south and left a life up there to come down for this dream job. And I thought I had to tough it out because what would everybody think? Mm -hmm. And what would I think? And I was failing Mm -hmm. if I wasn't doing it. And I just, I took a step back and said, I got to do things differently. I got to, I got to realize that being a nurse is being a nurse and I can nurse in different ways. True. What was one of the very, very most difficult things about deciding to jump on your own horse and like do something differently than other people? What was like one great challenge about that? I have two. Okay, go for it. The two things that came right to my head. One, I had, I live in San Diego, California. It is not very inexpensive to live here. Understatement. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And I had a great job that was paying extremely well. So giving up that financial, what I thought was that financial security was a huge factor for me. Mm. The second factor was telling my family, but not just my family, but my mom, that 
I was doing, going to do something differently because, you know, even though I'm in my mid late forties, um, <laughs> I, you know, you still want your parents to be proud of you. Sure. And my mom's in Buffalo, New York. I'm in San Diego, California. So we're not exactly close to each other. So I hid a lot of things from her hmm. so that she wouldn't worry. Yeah. And that takes a toll on you emotionally as well. And you are not, you get to the point in your relationships and then it, I think it boils over into who you are of fitting a mold instead of honoring yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And whether it's your worries about a parent or spouse or colleague or friend or family member who is going to think in a negative way about something you're doing or want to do, or you feel like you're betraying someone or something, like maybe it's even a message that you received as a child that bleeds through into how you make decisions when you're 50. So I, I really appreciate that. And we're going to take a really quick break. And when we come back from the break, don't touch that dial because Kim and I are going to speak more about these challenges and some takeaways for you about how to actually make these sorts of shifts in your life if you feel one coming or you want to instigate a shift. And we're going to talk about something really exciting that Kim has launching on the 6th of May, 2019. So stick around. We'll be right back. So now we're going to take a pause for the cause for just a moment. Please consider becoming a patron of The Nurse Keith Show, just like other listeners who value this show so much that they want to give just a little bit each month to support the work we're doing here. When you pledge, you not only get the satisfaction of helping produce and support The Nurse Keith Show, you also get some pretty cool premiums and gifts directly from little old me. Please just head over to patreon.com forward slash nurse Keith. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash nurse Keith to read all about it. Also, please consider signing up for my newsletter at nursekeith.com. And remember to leave a rating and review of the show over on Apple Podcasts and iTunes or at facebook.com forward slash nursekeithcoaching. And did you know that there are job listings at nursekeith.com? That's right. You can now find jobs from both reload.com and ZipRecruiter in the resources section of nursekeith.com. Com. Finally, if someone you know could benefit from career coaching with me, please consider referring them. And if they become a paying client, you'll receive credit for an hour of coaching with me. And there's no expiration date on that credit. So you can keep it in your back pocket until you need it the most. And remember, you can refer as many people as you like and continue to earn coaching credits with me. What a deal. Anyway, those are my sincere asks of you, dear listener. So now let's dig back into today's topic and episode and hop back into the studio. And we're back. Thank you for hanging out with us here on the Nurse Keith Show. Again, the show notes are available at nursekeith.com forward slash the word episode and the number 204. We've been talking with my new friend and colleague, Kimberly McGuire from San Diego, all about authenticity and how to be true to ourselves. And 
sometimes take on major changes because that's what's closest to our heart. Right, Kim? Absolutely. Yeah. And we're working on doing it fearlessly. Fearlessly. Okay. Which involves something we often call courage. Yeah. <laughs> which makes which me think of Which nurses have. Which they do, right? Because it's courageous to go to nursing school and then stick needles and things in people and have hold their lives in your hands. So exactly. A lot of courage involved there and just even just deciding to be a nurse, right? And boy, so we were talking before the break about you leaving the corporate world after getting yes. your MSN and your corporate dream job, your management dream job. And then you realized that it was not aligned with you or who you wanted to be, or maybe who you were all along, but you'd been pushing it down. I think that's the best way of saying it. Okay. And you also were worried about disappointing certain people, and you shared that you were worried about disappointing your mom. So those are deep things that can keep us from making the choices that we need or want to make in our lives, right? Absolutely. So how do beliefs and habits keep us stuck? Where do we get tripped up? I think I think it really depends where the belief is coming from. I in my, you know, education about beliefs and where we hold them, it's on many different levels. We hold them from what we've learned in this life. I believe that we're energy and it never ends. So after we leave this existence, our energy just keeps going, transmutes, and comes back. So we have societal beliefs that are put on us and family beliefs, personal beliefs that we take in. And I read some self-development book, healing book, and it was so interesting. It said it only takes two to three people in our family because our D- we know from studies that our DNA communicates with each other. Mm-hmm. When we're in the family, friends, we're connected. And it only takes two to three people in our family to believe something for our DNA to pick it up and huh. hold on to it. So if you've got two crazy aunts or uncles who are talking, <sighs> we're picking it up no matter where they are in the world on some level. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think that all of our beliefs try to keep us safe. Right, right. And the values we develop over time from childhood into adulthood, the ethical underpinnings of who we are, the the things we live through. Like I have a friend here in Santa Fe whose parents died in a concentration camp during the Holocaust, and that informs his life. He was flown out of out of Germany when he was eight or nine years old, his family was all gone. That informs his life. Or my parents were divorced when I was 11. That was There were some certain traumas that occurred for me psycho-emotionally, right? So right. that informed my life. So you have your own experiences that informed your life and the people in your life. Absolutely. Yeah. And the great thing is, is we can, everything is just energy, nothing. There is no hierarchy in how hard, tough, big, small (laughs) something is in our life to change Mm. that we want to because it's all just energy. And if we make that choice and take the steps to shift, 
nothing is impossible because I think we talked about this before. All the word impossible is when you break it down is I'm possible. Oh, that's a nice one. I like that. Yeah, good one. I'm going to remember that. So if you are possible and you are, and there's fears underlying a potential change in your future. Maybe that fear is what you mentioned earlier, which was fear of disappointing your mom, right? You wanted your mom to not to worry, to be happy for you, to understand that you're secure and safe and you're not going to end up on the street, et cetera, et cetera. So when you decided to honor your authentic self, leave that well-paying, stable corporate job, probably with awesome benefits and all that kind of stuff and money in the bank and everything. How did it impact the people in your immediate orbit, family, friends, colleagues? Like what happened? What were the repercussions? They were not what I expected. I was very careful with how I let people know. I actually didn't tell some people in my life, including my mom, for a couple of months until I had the exact plan of what steps I was going to take so that they didn't have to worry. So I did my work behind the scenes before I told them. And when I did, I was so I guess I was a little freaked out because I was expecting the windfall of, oh my gosh, what did you do? And all of that. And when I was honest and just truly authentic in my speaking with them, they were encouraging and they were supportive and actually said, we're surprised you didn't do this sooner. (laughs) We were really shocked that you took that job and moved because we thought you were going to go in a different direction. Isn't that interesting and then ironic that here are your fears were keeping you from sharing with people and you were keeping everything under wraps and keeping your cards close to your chest, so to speak, right? Yes. And then all along, they're wondering like, what's up with Kim? <laughs> right. And I mean, my mom has been the most encouraging and, okay, I don't understand really what you're doing. You know, it's a different, it's a generational thing, I think. Sure. Absolutely. Um, yeah. But okay, tell me about it and let's do this. And you look so much happier. You sound so much happier. And for her, that's what mattered. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful and wonderful to hear. And it could have gone either way. but Right. And you expected it to go south and it went in a totally different direction. So in a good direction. So that must have felt really good obviously, and encouraged you that maybe you'd made the right choice because the people around you had seen it before you even wanted to talk about it. <laughs> right. It was it was such an internal validation for me. Yes, exactly. An external validation of your internal right. valid, your validity. And yes. so for, let's say there's a nurse listening right now and he or she works in, I don't know, telemetry or oncology or something. And they think, well, I don't want to do what Keith did. And I don't want to necessarily throw my entire career up in the air and start like a holistic practice. What would be a few pieces of advice, however many you feel are appropriate in this context for that nurse who's listening, thinking, I want to make a change and I want to honor my authentic self, whatever it is. Maybe their authentic self is 
working in the ER, whatever it happens to be, right? Or maybe they want to become a master gardener. I don't know. But what are a couple things someone could take away from this episode and say, yeah, I could actually do that? What I did before I ever left my job and to kind of figure me out and see, okay, was I really thinking this was you know, how can I work through it is I sat down in a place that was quiet, which I have, you know, three dogs in my house. So around the house, that's not always possible. I actually went outside and sat by a tree with a notebook. It sounds crazy, but it was, I was able to just be, Mm -hmm. and I wrote down everything that made me happy about work. And about, about work specifically. About work spe- about nursing and about me and about my skill set. Okay. Just to get myself in a positive state of mind because I was just running the negative tapes over and over. So I needed to get myself out of it. So I sat down and wrote all the positives hmm. about it. Even if it was, you know, I had free parking. I mean, it went on the list. And you know, the impact that I made on others. And then after I got through that and got into the right headspace, I wrote down a list of why my friends and why people came to me and what I did to help people that other, that they didn't go to other people for. Oh, so in a way, what I'm hearing is you were asking yourself, what's special about me? What's special about me? And the list, when I looked at it, I just kind of did a brain dump. I didn't think about it. I didn't think about spelling, how it looked, anything like that. I just kept writing sentences Mm. or words. And when I look through to see a pattern, I realized that whether it was at work, whether it was at home, whether it was people that I had just met, they gravitated towards me to help them get over humps in their life, to talk things through Mm. and self-validate or figure out strategies to get to that next step of where they wanted to be. I see. So, So this brain dump that you called it, and or brainstorm, whatever word someone listening wants to use, right. they can use. So it's the whole idea of, well, it sounds in some ways, writing down all the things that make you happy sounds to me like practices people use, like my wife uses of gratitude, writing down your gratitude. So things that make you happy could also be things you're grateful for. So absolutely, someone could use that tactic or strategy instead if they want to write down their gratitudes. Yes. It just gets you out of that loop that's going on in your head and puts you in a positive mindset. Mm -hmm. And in my coaching, I often use something called a SWOT analysis. Have you used those? I have. I haven't used it for personal, but it makes so much sense. It does. And for, for someone listening who doesn't know what that is, it's S is strengths, W is weaknesses, O is opportunities, and T is threats. So that's SWAT. And I do use those with my clients. I don't necessarily like the word weakness. I tend to use like growing edge or area where I'd like to to expand or learn more. And I often tell people part of the 
psychological conversational judo that can happen in a job interview. When someone says, so Kim, tell me about your weaknesses as a clinician. I always tell my clients, play a little taekwondo at them or judo and don't use the word weakness again. Turn it around and say, well, Jim, the areas where I'd like to grow are, you know, and, and there's words are very powerful. Absolutely. And you could say my weaknesses are, or I'm growing in the areas of blank. And that's, that's super important to understand where you want to grow, right? Yep. Absolutely. And, you know, instead of weaknesses, you can change the W to ways to grow. Mm -hmm. Then it would be what, right? So it wouldn't sound quite as right. No, yeah. but it starts with a W. True. Good point. <laughs> w, ways to grow instead of weaknesses. I'm going to give that some really serious thought. It so, can all be in small letters. There you go. Like if you're tweeting it, it can all just run together. So yeah. it's like one word. I like that. So <laughs> you're so funny. So <laughs> I'm trying here. <laughs> yeah, you're doing great. So in terms of this being authentic to yourself and writing down a list of all the things you're good at, the things that make you happy, what's another strategy for someone listening to use if they want to start exploring like, okay, what are my values and and how do they manifest themselves in my life and career? I think looking around you and seeing what you do and what you gravitate towards or what you can have a conversation about for hours mm -hmm. that just flows Yeah, and seeing how you can work that into your life. Good more. One. And it doesn't mean that you have to do what we did and leave your job. Not at all. It, you know, you can have a great side business, which can turn into your main business mm -hmm. if you wanted to, or have a great side hobby that kind of feeds that need or that space inside of you. Right. Or it might be what we call a side hustle where right. you don't want to start a full bore business, but maybe you want to make an extra $500 a month or $1,000 a month to help your daughter in college or something. So, you know, you can have a specific goal and you can start a side hustle for that, whatever it is, Absolutely. writing an art articles for a website or whatever, whatever it is you want to do. Right. Someone might be techie and be able to help somebody who has no clue about social media. True. Right. And, you know, help them get up and going and the possibilities are endless. Right. And that's where writing down the things you're good at and the things you like doing pays off because then you could say, oh, wow, maybe I could actually like leverage that into something. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think writing it down is key. Mm. Thinking about it engages different parts of your brain than writing it down does. True. And writing it down, I think, engages the universe in manifestation of it. The yep. universe sees it written down and it becomes concrete to where it's like, okay, let's start bringing things into their space to show them this is possible or to help them clarify what they're thinking or the plan that they're setting up. Mm -hmm. And if you see something written down over and over too, it can start 
causing positive ripples in your mind. Like if you wrote down, I'm really unhappy, I'm really unhappy over and over again, you're going to feel pretty unhappy. But if you start writing down the things about your success and the things you're good at and the things you love and what makes you happy, the people that fill your life, that's a very different experience. Absolutely. And I'm going to show a little bit of my age right now. Okay. I think that writing it down by hand has a very different feel and connection with ourselves than putting it on the computer, typing it, or texting it. Mm. That's really hard for me, <laughs> but I understand. <laughs> yeah. I, I think there's more of a connection in the brain, mind, body, and spirit when you sit down and hand write it. I think you're right. You're right. I rebel against that, but you're right. Part of the reason I rebel against is that I have a little dysgraphia. So writing, I skip letters and I'm not dyslexic, but dysgraphia is an interesting constellation of symptoms. So (laughs) I tend to write everything with a laptop. (laughs) But Keith, the good thing is, is nobody sees this list but you. Right. As long as I can read it, it's awesome. You don't even have to read it because your mind... Oh, knows okay. what you're writing. Oh, good. Then I won't worry just, about my penmanship. <laughs> you're almost channeling it okay. from what your subconscious and your consciousness is just saying because you get into a meditation almost when you're doing it. Right. Thank you. And it flows. Yeah. Now, changing gears before we come to a close, because we're kind of winding down, one more thing that this this nurse listening who wants to make a change but isn't sure what he or she wants to do, but they want to live their authentic life and and honor their authentic self, you have something coming up that is launching on May 6th, 2019. It's called the Authenticity Summit. I will have an interview on the Authenticity Summit. You will. I will. We already recorded it. And tell us what it is and what this nurse listening might want to tune in and what they would get out of it and why they might choose to tune in. What I have done is put together 21 experts in different fields, different backgrounds, different thought processes. We have, you know, Nurse Keith, who's going to be there. We also have experts in keto, different life coaches, people who have wrote books about changing your life. And it's a really cool, eclectic group of people that are all talking about authenticity and resilience and how they got over fears and obstacles to get where they are in life. And every day there's going to be really easy, practical tips that people can put into play right then to make positive changes in their lives in any aspect, whether it's relationships or eating better, eating different, you know, overcoming work obstacles or just Mm -hmm. becoming more in touch with who you Mm. really are again. And it's all free. I was just going to say, how much does this cost for 21 experts anyway? It's free. We've put it together for free. And People can sign up for it at theauthenticitysummit.com mm-hmm. and they put their name and email address in, hit a little button that says, yes, I'm in, and I'll send them an email that gives all the details of the summit that it starts on the 6th and little 
information about it, just like we did here today. And every morning they'll get an email from me with a different interview with an expert. Every day for 21 days. Everyone, every day for 21 days. And now if someone says, well, I work in the mornings and I can't always get to my emails, will they be able to listen to these 21 interviews anytime they want? The 21 interviews, when you get the email, the interview itself is right in the email. You just click play and it's available for 48 hours. 48 hours. Okay. Yes. So people could plan, they could look at the, the agenda and say, okay, that one maybe won't float my boat, but these, these 10, I really want to make sure I hear so they can put it in their schedule. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. And well, every day beautiful. it's just going to pop up in the in their inbox right. um, when they get the welcome email after they sign up that they want to be part of the summit. Mm-hmm. Check spam. Check if you have Gmail. Now there's promotions. Now sure. there's like, you know, 14 folders that right. you can in check. Your, in your inbox. In right. your inbox. Yeah. But it will be there from okay. me. So every morning you can just take a peek and see you know, does it resonate with you or not? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I challenge people, if you think it doesn't resonate with you at first, listen to a little bit of it and see, because sometimes that feeling of, oh, I don't want to watch this one. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that's the one that has the most impact for you. Right. It's like, I'm not really interested in being a lion tamer, but maybe I'll learn something from the lion tamer. Like, right. Maybe I'll learn how to tame the nurse hyena the, who's the bully on my unit <laughs> exactly or whatever whatever you know whatever there's always something to learn from everything right. pretty much so it's the authenticity summit.com yes. and that's really the only place people can look for you or find you right now right? yes right now i'm focusing all my energy on this and being able to help people and bring them out of the space of not knowing who they are anymore I think it's the first step for people to really get re-in touch with themselves and take that next step in whatever direction Great. they want to well, go in. I'll be there. I'll be tuning in as often as I can. And um, mine will come up at some point during the summit. So May 6th, theauthenticitysummit.com. You can sign up right now. So that nurse out there who really needs a change, this is a great strategy they can take because then there's going to be 21 people they can tune into to see what they have to share. Absolutely. Yeah. And we also have a Facebook group mm-hmm. that's a closed safe space called Living Your Authentic Life. Mm-hmm. And it's a place where people can go and communicate with each other about the interviews. Oh, okay. If they want to, I'm trying to set up a community, a safe space for people to go and talk about taking the next step or learning from each other and having a kind community form of support and friendship. Now, will there be a link? want to make changes, right. there will be a link. There'll be a link to that Facebook group when they get emailed. Absolutely. Okay, great. Because it's and a closed group, so you have to be invited. So yeah, yes, that makes you can, sense. You can find it from the outside, according to what the Facebook rules said. Mm-hmm. You can find it from the outside, but people on the outside cannot see what's being written on the inside. So it's a safe space to really be you and not have to worry about, you know, your brother, your sister, your coworker. Seeing that, yeah. Seeing that. Great. Okay, so the AuthenticitySummit.com.
I really want to thank you for being here. And there's so much here. There's so much richness. I really appreciate it. And for the nurse out there listening who's so interested, I really want to thank you for being tuned in. And remember, the show notes are at nursekeith.com forward slash episode 204. I hope you feel uplifted and empowered and maybe a slightly more in touch with your authenticity from listening to this episode with me and then awesome Kimberly McGuire. The Nurse Keith Show is edited and produced by the equally awesome and authentic Tim Hollowell and his team at thepodcastinggroup.com. And social media and promotion are handled capably and authentically by Mark Cappy Speason. Stay positive, care for yourself and others, take inspired action in the interest of your career, and I want you to be well, dig deep, seek joy, and keep in touch. This is Nurse Keith signing off from beautiful Santa Fe, New Mexico, and Kim McGuire from sunny San Diego. Sunny San Diego. Okay, thank you, Kim. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you on the other side. <laughs>